everybody, welcome back to Wicked Good Sports. This is at the buzzer, and we're joined as always by Jack Tiernan and Ryan Flynn. Jack, how you doing? Doing good, Brian. Thanks for having us. And Ryan, how you doing? I'm also doing well, Brian. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. All right, so Celtics, since we last talk have talked, have gone three and one. You guys both correctly predicted that they beat the Hornets. Not the biggest stretch of all time, to be sure. No. Uh, they handled them quite well, winning 140-105 there. And then they played two games against the Heat, 1-1, lost one. Jack, what did you see in those matchups with the Heat? Good, bad, and everything in between. Sure. I think uh, I think Ryan and I have, we've all talked about this actually, but we've talked about how the Heat are a weird matchup for us, right? Just because mm-hmm. like they typically, yeah. they have a really good interior scoring and defensive presence. Um, Jimmy's got that dog in him. Uh, there's always like, there's a lot of, especially against um, us. He just, he loves to turn it, it on against the Celtics. He does. He really does. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy has always been like, he is probably one of the best clutch scorers of all time, but I probably, I will probably wouldn't put him top 10 of the league right now, you know, like, and that, and that goes mm-hmm. to say something, I guess. Right. Because he, he's a dude that knows how to score when it matters most. Um, and again, his three point shooting is like not great, but like everything else that he does, he does it well. Um, and that's why you surround him with guys like Max Struess and, and three years ago, Duncan Robinson. Um, but for the most part, you get guys that can make up for that weakness, help the spacing out a little bit. Uh, but anyway, I digress. I think the heat played us pretty well, both games, um, pulled away with a dub in the first matchup and then they adjusted and they, they did well against us in the second, um, couple of bonkers shots by both Jimmy and Jalen, um, which I mean, very fun to watch, obviously. Like that, that is like the second heat game I would say is like peak NBA basketball. That's that is like everything that you as a casual fan, if you didn't have any allegiance to either side, you want to watch, right? Aside from as as Celtics fans here, like I think we would have preferred that to end a little bit differently. But all things considered, very good watch, very entertaining watch. Um I don't think the Heat need to figure it out before they can be like a real issue. I don't like if we were in a game, a seven game series, I wouldn't even bat an eye at them, frankly, but I think um, they still are a tough competitor because of how well they match up against us, especially without Rob Williams. Um, And I think that's what it came down to a lot of the time. I think we owned them in game one. It was nice. Um, And then I think game two, they definitely showed up and hit shots when it mattered most. Yeah, and Rob is uh, back on the practice court, so that's yeah. very exciting. There, uh-huh. Ryan, um, what do you think of the Heat? So obviously, last year they went to seven games with the Celtics. They looked good. Um, how do you think they've changed, improved, or I gotten worse in your opinion? Well, the biggest difference with the Heat right now is probably, I guess, which sounds wild that this would be such a difference maker, is that uh, they don't have PJ Tucker. Um, you know, but that yeah, wild. <laughs> that's fair. You're but when right. you really look at the roster, that is the biggest change. But I, I think it also pointed to, I do think they were playing a little above their heads um, last year. And, you know, I think it also speaks to just the fact that I think the Celtics have grown a lot in the past year. Um, but I think like Jack said, a big thing, uh, for the matchup for us, actually, I'd go beyond just like talking about um, how they match up against us with Bam and all that, and go into. I think it's almost like a weirdest recent historical thing with the Celtics in the Heat, where like since like the LeBron era, like I don't know, they're just like 
they're just tough matchups and they can really get our number out of nowhere. Like I've always felt that watching Celtics versus heat. And I kind of knew that going into these two games, but I mean, if you also look at going a little further, how the two teams match, how we match up with them. Like you just see like in the first game, like Bam was just, you know, they almost kind of snuck back up because like Bam was just like, you know, screening, setting picks, just being that big body like you know that can move pretty quick that you know Al's great but I wouldn't say we have that at that level right now and you really you really saw it at certain points uh but personally overall you know I like I said we we match up weird with the heat I'm not surprised they won the second game you know that was kind of a game it was I don't even think any of us were upset it was just like wow what a game you know you kind of see it coming, you know, we're on a whole other tier right now than they are, how we're performing, how our roster looks, how much depth we have. Um, I personally don't see the Miami. I predicted them being in sixth place, I believe. And personally, right now, I think they're probably looking like a playoff, a play-in team. But I do think, you know, uh, you know, like we said, P.J. Tucker, and given the NBA is way more, I think the NBA is looking a lot more competitive right now. Um, there's no, like, there's not as many, like, clear outliers, like, you know, clear, like, going to be championship teams. But I think just every team is looking pretty solid right now. So, they're, you know, they can make a trade or two and maybe sneak into the butt end of the playoff teams. But, yeah, I really do just think they're a play-in team. And like I said, I there's not a ton – I try to not to draw a ton when these two match up in the regular season like this and they get a win. Yeah. So I guess from one uh, team that perhaps could have championship aspirations or perhaps not to another team that at least like when you look at the roster with the two big names, Kyrie and uh, KD controversy sat, we're not going to get into that in this episode, of course uh, you'd think they'd be competing, but you know, the Celtics beat them. Again, this has come become quite common uh, the last couple of years of us beating the Nets. But uh, yeah, what what did you see in that Nets and Celtics game, Ryan? We'll, we'll keep right going with you, and then go to Jack. Um, with the Nets game, so unfortunately, as much as I I think I reminded Jack that the game was on, I didn't get to watch. You know, I kind of uh, I got something came up. I got pretty busy. I had it on in the background, but. I mean, I wasn't really phased by this matchup at all. I mean, yes, the Brooklyn Nets had won four in a row prior. But, I mean, we really struggle in lack of a – right, two clear weaknesses we have right now because there's not many are, like, uh, rebounding and um, lack of, like, a, you know, a really solid, like, um, front court, I guess you could argue, with Rob out. Uh, and they also lack both of those things heavily. And especially, you know, uh, with Ben Simmons out, um, you know, so I really wasn't worried about that. What? Ben Simmons didn't play? <laughs> he's he's so weird. <laughs> he has, hey, to his credit, he has been he looking, has. he has been looking better, more like the Ben Simmons, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we knew back the rookie of the year, Ben Simmons, this Ben Simmons at LSU, who was you know top pick. But uh, yeah, I was just trying to find the words for it because I feel like now it gets to the point where you hear the commentators and they're like, 
you know, Ben Simmons, uh, years ago, he would have stopped that. And he's he's a good <laughs> playmaker, too. Like, he was really. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they like, you know, it's like a sad guy. Like, come on, he used to be something. Like, yeah. Like, no one's even, like, criticizing him anymore. They're just like, they just want to see him play, you know. And But you are yeah. starting to see that. So, yeah, like I said, I wasn't really worried about this matchup. Um, we're, yeah, we're about to step away from the, uh, you know, Ben Simmons, great guy, of course. Great guy. Um a little diminished on the court, but great guy. Hey, he's figuring it out. I, I yeah, think. he's he's working through it. He's trying to get it back. We all know what he's capable of. But uh, yeah, all right, Jack. What what did you think of the Celtics? Uh, Celtics and Nets matchup. Yeah, I think I think Ryan pretty much nailed it. Their interior defense and rebounding just really isn't there right now. Like they're they're kind of an offensive first team. Uh, but I mean in complete transparency we do it better you know um i think i think that showed in the final score i think that showed when you see kyrie irving had the second most rebounds on the team that night um i think you know kyrie kyrie is not known for his rebounding skills right so if that doesn't tell you how the nets were playing that day i don't know what does i think to be honest with you their biggest their biggest guy for that is nick claxton and while he's fine he probably is like for lack of a better term just rob williams light like he doesn't really do like he doesn't have that interior presence like Rob does, but he's a decent shot blocker and he kind of is a lob threat. You know, he's got that long wingspan. Uh, he's kind of long and lanky, um, but you can kind of, you can bully him in the paint, right? For the most part, like you can get in there and do what you need to do. Um, all things considered, I think it was a nice showcase night for the Jays, Jason and Jalen, because they both, what was it combined? It was like 34 and 29, I think. So that's like, the fact that you can almost guarantee that out of them every night is just a luxury that I think we probably are taking for granted right now. You know, um, even two years ago, these guys couldn't do that together. So it's, it's one, it's, it's uh, showing how much they've grown over that time. And two, showing how much when there's an off night for the bench or when, you know, if these guys are playing on and they're playing well, um, you know, they look really good. I think, the biggest thing, like, if I had to say, like, I don't really have any complaints. The biggest complaint I would have is Jason's, like, nine turnovers. You know, that's not great. Um, and he knows it. He said it. He held, had accountability for it in his press conference. But he's, like, he's number one of the MVP race right now. I know we're, like, a quarter of the way through the season. So what does that mean? But, you know, all the polls you see out there, it's Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic in that order. So I'm... I'm happy with that. I'm satisfied with that. They're both, I mean, he's averaging 30 points per game and Jalen is averaging his highest ever too. I don't want that to go unnoticed. And it's, I think it's 27, seven and like three and a half or something like that. So that's great. That's great for Jason who basically has always had to play second fiddle to Jalen. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Jason is averaging 38 and four or something like that. While Jalen is averaging 27, seven and three and a half or something like that which again playing second fiddle that's fine the fact that that's second fiddle to an mvp candidate i think i i saw espn's most recent poll jalen is ranked 10th currently in mvp voting and i'm like dude like that the fact that you have two guys in the top 10 of the mvp race right now is just absurd like um they showed that to us against the nets they scored more than half of our points combined um the next highest score was malcolm brockton with 13 so i'm i'm content the Celtics out offensed the Nets, who are supposed to be an offensive quote unquote juggernaut. We know they're not, obviously, uh, kind of identityless right now, but still nice to see, fun to watch. Um, exciting game for sure. Are they the best duo in the NBA, would you say? I think 
hands down. I don't know who I would put before them right now. I, I could think about, I mean, Anthony Davis is playing lights out, but mm-hmm. I you see that he's taking that away from LeBron. LeBron's numbers haven't been as great as of late. And they've done it most consistently over the last, you know, not just this season, but from last season as well, whereas the Lakers mm-hmm. were a playing team, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see the only other duo that I would even consider, but uh, I'll say two duos. Uh, and I think, I think this is like one, right? And then like, there's a big jump between one and two would be, let's see what Jamal Murray looks like when he gets right with him and Jokic. And then I would say, I don't think KD and Kyrie, because I don't think they have like the two way ability. Like, I think they are just like them first, basically. Right. I think then the only other thing that I would think about uh, would be healthy Embiid and potentially Harden, but I don't even know if Harden's the second option on that team. You know, like that's, and that's case in point as to why I think Jalen and Jason are probably the best duo by a mile and a half. There's also uh, Morant and Bain. You can make an argument. That's true. When Bain, you know, he's been injured, but, you know, Bain. legend, Desmond Bain. I think also, if if you look uh, statistically, I think, uh, you know, Bain is only a a little worse than Jalen in most stats. Like they're very similar, but like, obviously we know, um, you know, I've always been big on Jalen shooting when he's on um, and just like the fluidity in the shot. But I mean, Desmond Bain, obviously we know what the kind of knocked out three point shooter he is and he's added a lot to his game. So I think you could eventually make a case for them. And uh, again, you get a little lost on John defensively, but like when you compare it, but he's made so many improvements in his game as well. That's a great point. That is a great point. Yeah, um, not not saying I'm just saying one to look out for. They definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, anything that we didn't cover that you guys wanted to bring up in this episode? Um, I don't know if I have anything. I'm just looking forward to Rob Williams being back. Honestly, that's gonna be a definitely. Good time. Yeah. yeah. And there's gonna a pretty good game tonight. Uh, yeah. Raptors. Uh, I think they're a good matchup for us just because of, right, like we talk about deep, like they have just, you know, like us, a lot of long athletic yeah, wing type players and uh, a lot of, a lot of players were really fun to watch. You know, I actually, I really like the Raptors. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they're almost like probably my second favorite team in the East right now. Ooh. Like if, if the, you know, if they're not playing against the Celtics, but so I'm, I'm I, I, uh, for picks though, I'll go with Celtics. I think they have Celtics plus one. Celtics minus four or five, and that I'll say that's me being conservative. I just think the way the Celtics have been playing right now, and the Raptors are kind of still kind of getting back to where they were before Siakam just got healthy last week. Um, I, they won against the Magic, but I still I just still don't see them being able to beat the Celtics, especially because the Celtics actually play really well. Um, in like back, stuff like back to back games or these kind of like, you know, these kind of like circumstances, you don't think so because of like how durable Tatum is. Like, I think he's played like a thousand, has he played like over a thousand more minutes than any other player in the NBA in like two years? Yeah. yeah I think they, yeah, crazy. I'd have to look up the stat, but it's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I believe they can get this one. And I actually initially thought maybe the Raptors would sneak it, but I'll go Celtics minus four or five. All right, Jack, you picking the Celtics as well? 
I am, but I've learned from our last prediction where Ryan said uh, Raptors by like 10 or something. So I'm going to actually go, I'm going to also take this a little bit, not Raptors, sorry, you said Hornets by 10 or something like that, and they won by 35. So I'm going to... Yeah, I was I'm way gonna, off. I think it's a minus there, yeah. I was even more conservative. I said like by 10 or something. So I'm going to I'm gonna take it to the next step. I'm going to say Celtics by nine. Okay. Um, and I... I'm I think that's Ryan. a good one, yeah. I really like OG and Anobi. I like Siakam. I like Defensive Player Barnes. of the Year, OG and Anobi. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, that's what everyone said. I mean, it's all over. He, he is good. Like, and he's and he's a good three and D wing. You can stick him in the corner. He hits his shots, as we know. Like, he's he's a good player for sure. I I think yeah, he's an exciting guy to watch. He's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, yeah, Celtics by nine. I still, <laughs> I, I know we're, we're gassing him up, but no, I think, yeah. I think, give me, give me the season. All right, and anything you want to plug, Jack? Uh, best place to follow me is on Twitter, and that's at Jack underscore Tiernan. Follow me there for all of my NBA takes as they happen, as well as NFL and MLB takes. Uh, you can also follow my disc golf Instagram, and that's at Jack Disc Golf's. Uh, follow me there. I'm playing in the South Florida Open, uh, not this coming weekend, but the weekend following. Um, so yeah, follow me there. Awesome, Ryan. Same thing. Um, you can just check out the Wicked Good Sports blog. I haven't posted anything there in a bit. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting back to it soon. Awesome. Uh, yeah. As for this, you can follow me on Twitter at the Fake Demar. The M A R R channel is on Twitter at Wicked Good Sport and at WG Everything. Instagram Wicked Good Everything. Twitch Twitch.tv slash Wicked Good Everything. And on TikTok, search Wicked Good Sports. Search Wicked Good Everything. Also, check out our first spinoff podcast swinging at shins where rhett and aaron are soccer hosts on the channel well we talk about soccer mostly premier league but right now they're talking about the world cup because that is what is happening us is out so i i don't know how much i'll be watching it anymore but you know uh much like most americans you know it's fun while it lasted but uh they will be watching it and they'll be providing great commentary on it so please check out swinging at shins guys thank you so much for your time today Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure as usual. Hell yeah. And I'll see you all in the next one.